Hallelujah. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me. See, some of y'all, that's just a song. It's my testimony. See, some of y'all been nice all your lives. Maybe even a little holy most of your life. But not everybody got that testimony. But there are some of us, there was a moment when it changed. There was a time you can identify when you realize that something broke. And what you were before is not what you are anymore. Now, it hasn't always been pretty, hasn't always been smooth. But one thing for sure is that I'm not what I was before. And when I see what I was and I see what God wants me to be, what God wants me to be is way better than what I was. So I can't go back. I won't go back. When Jesus spoke about cutting off your hand or your foot or gouging out your eye, I understand what he means. Because there's some things that you want so bad that no matter what it costs you, you got to give it up in order to have it. And being who God wants me to be. See, and, and some of y'all think that that means being a pastor. It's like, no, it goes way beyond the responsibilities I have when I stand here. This is of grave importance and real important to me, but who I am when I'm in my house. So that, so Pastor D don't have to lie when she come to church about how her husband act when he at home. Where, where you can ask my grown daughters and my grown son, who, who is this dude? They'll tell you. Who you see is who he is. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it ain't ugly like it was. <laughs> the, I'll take my ugly now and then my ugly before. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But, but for some of you got to remember the moment it broke, though. There, there was a time when it, something changed. Something changed. That is the testimony of the saints. There's a moment when something changed. Like you can grow up in church all your life, but there's a moment when Jesus become real to you. Not just what your dad told you, not what your mom told you, but there's a moment that Jesus becomes real to you. Something changed. Hallelujah. 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 So Father, we realize that we still have a long way to go. Because as long as we still hear there's something for us to work on, oh God. So Father, that's why we come to your house to worship you, to glorify you, to lift up your name, to experience your presence corporately, oh God. And we ask, oh God, that you would speak to us, that you would take complete control. Lord, we listen for the message through your songs. We listen through the message for your word, Lord God. But it is only you that can deliver the message, almighty God. So we ask, Lord, that you just move this man out of the way and let these words be your words. Let your voice be heard because only you can heal and deliver and set free. Only you, Lord, working by your spirit can do that. So don't let me get in the way, Lord, of what you have to say today. Bless your people, oh God. Bless me, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And again, I want to uh, just say thank you, Pastor D, for the work you've been doing with our fast and keeping everybody on the same in the same vein, in the same thoughts about what it is that we should be listening for 
while we're in this fast. And I just want to put another exclamation point on, on uh, what you brought last week. So today we're going to talk about answer the call. Answer the call. And I want you to hear it in whatever tone you need to hear it. Answer the call. Answer the call. Answer the call. How, whichever way you need to hear it. Because some of you need to answer the call. If you need to hear it like that. I don't know. Maybe. Some, some people. So 1 Samuel, the third chapter, verses 2 through 11, which we all should be extremely familiar with right now. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was laying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. So he went and laid down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. Now, Samuel did not know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. This is an obedient child. I, I, that just hit me. Samuel was a really obedient child because, you know, if you keep hearing somebody call you and you think they're calling you and every time you go, your parents say, oh, go, go lay back down. I ain't call you. Say, like, I ain't getting up no more. <laughs> they must be talking in their sleep or something. Every time I go, they tell me they ain't call me. Really obedient child. <laughs> then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. The Lord came and stood there. The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. What I wanna emphasize is that everyone in the kingdom has a purpose. God didn't save you for no reason. God is the one who knows what that purpose is. So if we're going to know what our purpose is, we've got to answer when he calls. Now, for some of us, we've been ghosting God too long. Not answering the call, the text. Do y'all even do email anymore? I mean, I do, but I don't know. Other people don't. Young people don't. So when God calls, he actually gives us a choice. I just need to emphasize the point that God calls and he gives us a choice. God calls and he gives us a choice. <laughs> I'm going to believe, I want to believe that everybody here wants to answer the call. Oh, that was not encouraging. Does everybody here want to answer the call? Not that you did answer the call or ready to answer the call, but want to answer the call. There's some part of you that, wanna, that want to hear what God wants you to do. All right, that's a little bit better. So today we're going to talk about the dynamics, the discernment, and the decision that lead to answering the call. The dynamic. First of all, 
God decides who he is going to call. God decides who he is going to call. It is way too much of a complex process for humans to reason it out. See, this call happens before birth and it lasts into eternity. So our minds cannot comprehend that kind of depth and breadth. We're not built for it. It covers eons and generations. See, because he knew you when he created Adam and Eve. He knew you when Noah and his family was on the boat. We cannot comprehend all the things that God is doing, and it makes no sense that we do. Now, Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So we see in God speaking to Jeremiah, there's something, there's a principle that's set forth there that when we're trying to figure out, well, well, why is he calling me? It's none of your business why he's calling you. He had already decided that before you was even born, before you had a brain, a thought, a mouth, an opinion, God had already decided that he called you. See, God decides who, but God also decides the steps. And I, and I loved, I loved this part. Because when we look at Samuel, look at the setup here. His mother was barren. That had nothing to do with Samuel. His mother was barren. But she was a barren woman that was married to a man that loved her. See, because you know, back then, it's like, she ain't giving me no babies. Next! <laughs> and sister gets shoved to the side. Next thing you know, you just out there grinding the grain. You ain't even, you're not even a wife no more. You're just uh, an accessory. But she was married to a man that loved her. So he did not forsake her, even though she wasn't able to bear children. Now, look at God still, though. Then the other wife had the babies, but kept messing with her. She tormented her. And we can only imagine what those conversations, y'all, sisters, y'all know how it gets. <laughs> you know how you do another sister who you think you got something on. So, <laughs> so, so you ain't had no babies. I got babies. You think he love you, he gonna love me. You, you know, it, it can get really bad. But look at the woman that she was. She didn't get mad and say, kick her out the camp as other ones have said, as other women have said, but she actually prayed and prayed every year. Now, she was a woman who had character. So even though she was praying out of her desperation, she was actually made a promise that she was willing to keep. And God knew that. That's the woman that had to be his mother. Mm. So God wanted to call Samuel, but he rolled all the way back to his mother's life, put her in a situation where she had to pray 
and pray and pray and pray to the point where God, if you give me this child, if you give him to me, I will give him back to you because God wanted the child that was born by Hannah to be able to be his servant. So when you're talking about your call and it's like, well, my mama, my daddy, God knew what he was doing and he was making these decisions about the type of DNA that you needed. Because can you imagine if she prayed before she got pregnant, then you can imagine that while that baby was in her womb, she was continuing to pray, continuing to pray, knowing that this child was going to be dedicated to God. She continued to pray. So the spirit of the living God was already being introduced to the child all the way in the womb. But that had to happen because she was barren and being tormented by the other woman. Would she have done that if she just went ahead and had a baby and it was easy? God sets the steps. So when you complain about your mother and your father, but if you have a call, understand that whatever they was going through and however they got there, it resulted in you knowing God. <laughs> so the Lord ordered her steps to order his steps. So he's working through generations and we still talking about what's happening today. <laughs> and why my kids not acting right? God works through generations, through generations. So that's the first part. Now, as I was looking at this, it's bad enough with this call business, we trying to decide whoever. But then human reasoning can get in the way. So not only do we have to understand the dynamics, we also need discernment. This is why a calling is divine. God gives you the gifts and the talents necessary to fulfill that call. And it is God himself that calls you. That moment that it changes. It is God himself that says, this is what I want you to do. This is what you was born to do. I gave you the gifts and talents because I want you to fulfill this purpose for the kingdom. You have to have discernment. Because the calling is divine, but the appointment could either be divine or human. Yeah, I know. Stick with me a minute. If it's a, a divine appointment, then it is an acknowledgement of the call. If it's a divine appointment, then the people doing the appointing just recognize that God has called you. If it's divine. If it's human... Is based on biases, traditions, who I like and who I don't like. Of course, the pastor's son going to be the next pastor. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Of course. <laughs> See, Samuel was called. Eli and his sons was appointed. 
See, the tribe of Levi was the tribe that was given the responsibility of maintaining the temple and the sacrifices. Everybody else was given a portion of land. Eli, the Levites were not because their portion would be taking care of the temple. So that when people brought into the temple, the Levites would take a portion of that. That was how they maintained their households because of their work in the temple. <laughs> Eli and his sons was appointed. They just happened to be Levites. So they moved into a position that they were not called for. Now, Samuel was specifically given to the Lord. It wasn't because he was born in a certain family. His mama went through what she went through and made sure that her son was going to be in the presence of the Lord. Lord, you gave him to me and I will give him back to you. I still got a son. He might be serving you, but he, I still got a son. I can still see him. I can still talk to him. It's all right, Lord. You keep him with you. Through a pain came the purpose. Now, Eli had a job, not a calling. He had no spiritual discernment or conviction. You know how I know? Because the man of God didn't know the woman was praying. He thought she was drunk. Show you where his head is. We started talking about this morning in, in Sunday school about being having a suspicious mind. The sister in the temple... And his thought was she was drunk. That's what he thought. She, how? If she, if she in the temple, and, and, and I can imagine what her face looked like, and she's just moving her lips. She no, no sounds is coming out. She's moving her lips. He thought she was drunk. Why? Because you didn't even understand the dynamics of prayer. This man had no spiritual discernment at all. The idea that you thought that that woman was drunk. Why? Because the only prayers that you probably knew are the ones that were the liturgical prayers. You say this, you say that, you say this, you say that, you say this. You give a sacrifice and you go on about your business because all you had was a job, not a calling. He had no conviction. Because he, you, do y'all read the story? You know what his sons was doing? Now, the Levites were, the priests were supposed to be able to take a portion of the meat that was given for the sacrifice. But these dudes was taking more than what they were allowed to take. And then if someone had the nerve to say something about it, he said, yeah, do it or we're going to take it by force. And then on top of that, not only were they greedy and, and, and the deceitful, they had the nerve to be sleeping with the women that came to the temple. I know some of you are like, yeah, mm -hmm, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's I know. That's what the pastor's sons be doing. <laughs> Stealing the money and sleeping with the women. I know. I know. That's what they do. Here's the problem, though. Here's Eli. Fellas, come on now. Y'all need to stop doing that. That's not right what you're doing. Y'all need to stop. And they ignored him. And you the high priest. You the high priest and your boys messing up the house of God, making you look bad, and that's all you got? You remember before they used to be able to kill their kids that didn't listen, right? It is 
Eli's fault that they kept doing it. It was Eli's fault. He had no conviction. Because just saying the words don't mean you have conviction. If you had conviction, it's like threaten somebody else. Threat, as a matter of fact, you ain't even going to be at the altar no more. Go, go in the back. Go sweep up the yard. You can't serve in this capacity no more. And let me find out you slept with another woman that came in this place. Me and you going to have a different kind of conversation, boy. But he had no conviction. So all he had was a job, not a calling. See the standard. When you have a calling, you're trying to accomplish the things that God wants you to accomplish. If you just have a job, you're just going through the motions. Samuel, when God called him, he didn't even understand all of it but he could hear God. That was the key. You see, Eli, he knew what the rules were, but obviously he wasn't hearing God anymore. He knew that God spoke because he was able to tell the child that, oh, 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 wait, after the third time, he realized that, oh, God is calling them. So this is how you respond to God. This is how you respond to God. This is how you respond to God. Not me. You respond to God. That's what happens when you just have a job and not a calling. You can tell everybody else what they need to do, but you can't do nothing yourself. You can even teach the people that's what's right and can't do it yourself. That's what happens when you have a job, not a calling. So Samuel... Even with his calling, and I'm speaking to a lot of you here, it's like, well, I, I believe God is calling me, but, but, but I, don't, I don't know what to do. Well, you can learn. You can learn. But I, I, I think God wants something from me, but I'm not sure. I don't know how to do this. It's okay. We get an example on how we can go forward. The first thing that if you're going to answer that call, first thing you got to decide to be obedient. <laughs> ain't no sense in answering the call if you ain't planning to be obedient. Decide, decide that God is calling me. The world gives a lot of noise. The devil has a lot of noise. Ourselves have a lot of noise. And when you put it together, it's like a perfect symphony of noise. But remember what we said, God speaks in that gentle whisper. So through all of that noise, when you hear the gentle whisper, then you know that's God. See, because God is, God is not yelling at you when he's calling you. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. That might have been just your pastor or your dad or your mom that's yelling and nagging you about when you're going to serve the Lord. When you're going to get your heart right with the Lord. Well, if it sounds like that, that's not God. That might be just your parents' love and frustration with you not doing what they know you should do, but that's not God. When you hear God call you, it's going to be a gentle whisper. So decide. Wait, I heard something. Oh, God is calling me. God actually is calling me. 
I don't know all the details of it, but I know God is calling me. Decide that that's what's happening. Don't start ignoring it, pretending like it's not happening, like God don't care nothing about you. You know in your heart that God is calling you. You know in your heart, even though you may not be able to hear everything clearly, understand it completely, you hear something. And it's a gentle whisper that's trying to get your attention. He hears. He hears. He hears. He absolutely hears. He hard-headed like his mama, but he hears. Oh, and his grandmother. Oh, and his great-grandmother. <laughs> but he hears the whisper. Now, once you decide that it is that, that God, because you hear him, you hear the whisper calling you, and you know what he says. So you got to decide that we need to do what he says. Once you know that, okay, I hear something. It's a quiet voice. I believe it's God. I got to do what he says. So that means I got to quiet the noise. I got to forget about the earthquake, the wind, and the fires. I got to ignore all of that stuff, quiet myself so that I can hear clearly. But you got to decide that. Decide it's God speaking and decide that I need to hear what he's saying. I've got to humble myself. I've got to seek counsel because it's like I'm trying to get past the noise, but I don't know how. So Pastor D, what, what, what can I do? Give me some strategies. Show me. Tell me. Help me because I want to hear what God has to say. But the person has to decide that that's what they want from God. It's nothing you can do, nothing you can do, deacons, nothing you can do when the person doesn't decide that they want to hear from God themselves. Amen. Amen. And, you know, we've talked about that hearing from God and not I want to hear his promises. I want to hear of his power. I want to hear that he tells me to declare and decree. No, I just want to hear what he has to say. And once you decide that, then here's a key to the humbling. Decide that you're going to accept your place in the kingdom. Eli told Samuel to say, speak, thy servant listening. Now, looking at the dynamics of this, accept that you're the servant. You are not the boss of God. Some of you need to tell yourselves that. Make it a mantra. I am not the boss of God. I am not the boss of God. I, don't, I can't demand and say that this is what I want it to be, and God has to do it. Because if you're really a child of God, you might realize by now he ain't got to listen to you. <laughs> you can pray and cry and pray and cry. And pray and cry and pray and cry. And he's no. And he's still not listening. He's still not doing what you said. No matter how I fasted, I anointed myself with oil till my cup runneth over. And he still didn't do what I asked him to do. Let me tell you a secret. He don't have to. If it's not according to his will, he don't have to. And let me tell you another secret. You don't want him to. If it's not his will, you don't want him to do it. Yeah. 
Even if you feel like you want him to do it, if it's not what he wants from, for us, you don't want him to do it. That never works out well. So let me, let me get to the end of this. If you're going to answer the call, let's do a little Bible study work. Speak. Listen. Servant. Let's look at those words. Because the definitions, when, when we say speak, at least in the original language, you're talking about to declare, to converse, to command, to promise, to warn, to threaten, or to sing. And it's proper use. It means to arrange. So when someone's speaking, they're arranging. And the servant, and I know for some of us who have a particular ethnic background, the, the word slave is, bristles us a bit. But when we hear the word servant in the Bible, the most frequent use of the word or translation is slave. And it means an attendant in service of someone. And sometimes as a term of respectful self-deprecation, your servant, I acknowledge I am below you. I acknowledge that I belong to you. I acknowledge that you have the right to tell me what to do and not to do. Mm. And, and listen means to perceive. I hear you, Lord. To hear with attention and interest when you listen. And I love this one. When you listen, to consent, to agree. So let me give you the definition. Deciding to answer means we are saying to God, Declare and arrange our lives to serve you as you see fit, and we consent and agree to do whatever you say. So when we say, speak, Lord, your servant, listen, that's what we're actually saying. So when we're talking about answering the call, when we're talking about when God is calling you by your name and saying, this is what I want you to do, you're saying, Lord, arrange my life. If you say, speak, Lord, then Lord, I want you to arrange my life according to whatever plan that you have. You are in charge of this thing. I have my ears open. What you are saying to me matters to me. I am interested. I am concerned. It makes a difference in my life. I am not just going going through the motions, not just listening to words, but I'm taking it in. Lord, and I am your servant. I am your servant. You can command me as you will. But that's what it means to answer the call. We were encouraged this last week about answering the call, but this is what it means. And the Lord said to challenge you today, answer the call. Because there's some of you who God is calling you by your name and continuing to say, hey, hey, like God did with Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. And I know some of you, you hear someone calling you by your name and you're going and looking for answers everywhere else other than the one that is calling you by your name. So the Lord is sending you this message today that you need to respond to me. You need to listen to me. I want to hear you say, speak for your servant is listening. I want you to put yourself in a place where you're willing to allow me to arrange your life according to my plan and that you are taking it seriously. See, there's some of you that are too busy trying to arrange your own lives 
trying to make it fit according to the plan that you've had already established. Whatever it is that's in your mind and heart, that this is what I want my life to be. And God is saying, I'm calling you. You have something greater to accomplish than what you think you can. You have something that I need you to do, that I birthed you to do, that I have actually prepared you to do. I ordered the steps of your life to bring you into this place where you can get to a place where you can hear what I'm saying. And you need to hear what I'm saying because it's your destiny, someone else's destiny, another life that's dependent on you being able to say, yes, Lord, your speech or your servant is listening. There's somebody's life that's going to be made different because you said, speak, Lord. Answer the call. Answer the call. See, there's many of you that I know and I know that God is, this is what I want you to do. Now, understand, Eli got this one part right. They weren't going to serve, Samuel wasn't going to serve him. He was going to serve God. See, when, when I did leadership training, when we were finally at the end of our training, I said, what is it, God, that put it in your heart to do? And folk had a hard time answering that. So let's get this straight now. What is it that God wants you to do? Not what the pastor wants you to do. That could just be an appointment. But what is your calling what is it that God wants you to do? What has God has put in your heart? What has he given you gifts and talents and manifest them within you to do? When you're hearing him calling you, have you stopped and just said, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Have you gotten to the place where you realize that your name is being called, but you still need to say, speak, Lord, because you can keep letting the noise and everything else that's happening get in the way so you never get to the place where you actually hear the thing that God has called you to do. And let me just share with you my experience that that road is not always an easy road. You can be sure of that. There's some hard things that you have to go through, some hard decisions that have to be made. There's some times when you can look back and say, for real, I really wish he would have asked somebody else. Sometimes you get to that place and you look at what could have been if I didn't just say yes to the law. If I said yes to the money. And you and this is a side note, you can't say yes to God and yes to the money at the same time. They, they, that never works. That actually never works. That never works. You say yes to God, he may give you some money, but you can't say yes to the money and yes to God at the same time. So family, we're living in a time, and I'm done. We're living in a time where the true saints of God need to be walking in their calling. Because this nonsense that we're seeing in the world that people are calling Christianity is, is getting confused and it does not look like what Jesus taught us. So for those of us to keep out of the nonsense, if we are walking in our calling, then we don't have to worry about that. But before you can walk in the calling, you got to answer the call. God is calling. Answer the call. How do you answer? 
speak. Your servant is listening. Bow your heads with me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, I know that there are those that are hearing a gentle whisper, but it's not clear. But you know that there's something. You know it's something. So you're right in that place where you need to quiet everything down so that God can speak clearly. And then there's others that know that is God calling them, but haven't taken the time to answer. Oh, I got this to do, and I got that to do, and I got this to do, and I got the other thing to do. And I'll get back to God once I'm finished doing what I need to do. And then there's others that heard God speak clearly, know what it is, and have just said no. Just said no. It's too scary. It's too big. It's too hard. And I'm not going to do it. Whatever category you find yourself in, I want you to just stand with me today. And those that are at home, whatever category you find yourself in, I want you to just stand with me today. Whether you heard and it's not clear, whether you heard clearly and you're putting it off, or whether you heard and just said, no, I'm not doing it. Whatever category you found yourself in, because hear what I'm saying. The Lord is saying, answer the call. You have something important to add to the kingdom of God. When we see so many forces tearing down the kingdom of God, you have something important to add to the kingdom of God. And God is saying, answer the call. Answer the call. Don't let fear stand in your way. Don't let fear stand in your way. Yes, it's bigger than you. Yes, it's harder than you. Yes, it's more than what you can do. But God didn't say that you have to do it. You have to answer the call and then let him do it through you. You just got to answer the call. And those that got so much stuff going on, and, and you really do, you, I want to serve you, Lord, but I don't know how to order my life. Well, when you said speak, you saying, Lord, arrange. Lord, you arrange it. You arrange it. I don't have to try to figure out. You figure it out, God. This thing is bigger and more complex than I could ever deal with. So you figure it out, God. I'm just going to stand here till you tell me. <laughs> you, you got to tell me because I can't put the pieces together. So, Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, and we humble ourselves before you, almighty God, and we acknowledge that you are calling us, that you are our God, and that what you want is what matters in our lives, oh God. Lord, today, we want to see the change. Today, we want it to be different. Today, Lord, we want to walk away with a different understanding of who you are and what you want from us. God, we don't want to keep going in the same pattern, staying on the same hamster wheel. Lord, we want to go forward in you, Lord God. So today, Lord, we're saying, speak, God. Arrange our lives according to your will. Lord God, speak, God. Speak. 
speak God so that we know what it is that you want from us speak God speak God we open up our hearts Lord God for we are your servants Lord God we acknowledge that you are the head of everything Lord that you own us from beginning to end you own us Lord you formed us you own us Lord God before we were born you already knew us you already called us Lord God so we acknowledge we are not the boss of you Lord God and we are glad that you are the boss of us if we have to be a servant God we are glad that we are your servant oh God so Lord have your way and we are listening we are attentively paying attention, oh God. We are interested in what you have to say, Lord. God, ah, Lord, we want to know what you have to say, God. We want to know what you have to say, God. It makes a difference to us, God. It makes a difference to us, God. So, Lord, speak for your servant a listening. Lord, every problem, every concern, everything that stands in the way, God, we're coming to and laying it before you. And we say, speak, Lord. Lord, speak to our situations at home. Speak to our relationships, Lord. Speak to our careers, Lord God. Speak, Lord. Every circumstance in our lives, speak, Lord. For we know that if we hear from you, we're going to be okay. If we know what you want, God, we're going to be okay. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, once we've gotten a word from you, Lord, we're going to be okay. Ah, God. Ah, God. Lord, I'm speaking to those that have a physical illness right now, oh God. Lord, we're starting to wear on the emotions and wear on the mind, Lord God, and wear on the body, oh God. Father, I'm asking that you would speak, God. Speak, God. Speak, God. Because, Lord, once you speak, Lord, that's all there is to it. Lord, you speak direction, guidance, peace, comfort. Lord, faith, Lord God. Father, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord, so that your children will be strengthened, Lord God, so that your children will be encouraged, Lord God, so that your children will be confirmed in your love, Lord God. Lord, wrap your arms around them, Lord God, and let them know, God, that you alone sitting on the throne. I hear the Lord saying, your current situation is not a surprise. It's not a surprise. I hear the Lord saying, I have a plan. I have a plan. It may not be your plan, but I have a plan. Listen for my voice. Walk in my plan. You'll find your peace. And we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you the praise this morning. We give you honor this morning. We give you glory, Lord God. For you, God, you, God, you, God, you, God, you, God, are worthy. You, God, our only righteous God. You, God, ha! You're the one that saves us. You're the one that heals us. You're the one that delivers us, Lord God. Everything we need, we receive from you, God. And we say thank you, God, for loving us that much. Thank you, God, for being that faithful. Thank you, God.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.